right, advertiser time. So, first off, our OG sponsor, Sinister Jerky. Use code KINGDOM, that's K-I-N-G-D-O-M, at checkout at www.sinisterjerky.com. Grab yourself a nice little discount. And also, this podcast is powered by Balls Garara. Grab life by the balls. And with that said, let's go on to the podcast. All right, welcome back to Castle Comps, episode 75. Today, coming all the way from San Diego, Wales Vagina, we have the one, the only, Peepaw. Peepaw, how are you doing today? Good, man. How are you? You know, I've, I've been going through a fucking roller coaster over here. So, my wife, we're about to have our second kid. And Holy shit. we're having like a crazy storm out here and shit. And she fell. Right. And she fell on her stomach and she was super scared. So they, they went to the ER and everything. So it's like, we just found like the gender of the baby. We just found the name of the baby. And we go through all like, you know, the scariness of having to go through the ER and all that stuff. But yeah, thankfully, everything was good. So the last 48 hours have been like watching my hometown get slowly destroyed by hurricane size waves and like, you know, wind and then having like the, oh my God, you know, potential tragedy to like everything being fine and me shotgunning still reserve and talking to a homie from the marine corps or at one time marine corps in san diego so you know fast roller coaster and my wife just handed me a maple donut so life's fucking great <laughs> you go from taking your wife to the er to maple donut in 48 hours yeah that's that's a lot to go through it's a lot for a person to process you know like when it comes to maple donuts when it comes to donuts in general like i'm not a fan of the cream fields are you a fan of the cream fields because personally it's just it feels like someone just spit in my mouth when i eat those with like the the normal like whipped cream kind of cream filled i'm not a huge fan of just because that shit's so sweet that it like hurts my teeth right but the i i'll tell you what i'm a slut for a like um like a custard filled so <laughs> cream type beat Boston cream are fucking amazing. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, would you say your love for the Boston cream is on par with Glub Glub's love of books? I am. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Delightful. <laughs> Simply I, delightful. delightful. I would compare. It's a hard question. I know I'm coming right out. Honestly, the bat. probably I, w- I would say if I had to pick one donut to be forever surrounded by. And, and make rap songs about it would probably be Boston Cream oh those are so good yeah. me I'm a, I'm a maple long john guy but if I had okay. to pick a dessert of choice it'd be a cannoli I fucking I love cannolis I could eat them all day I mean shit you can even fuck one if you wanted to cannolis are amazing <laughs> I don't know I mean, why you want to make them. I mean, that's how I thought they were made. I thought that I was getting like my daily dose of protein by eating right. those. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. man, no yeah, wonder women fine. love Italian men if this is what their gist tastes like. <laughs> <It's so> sweet. <laughs> Damn you, Chef Boyardee. We know the secret now. <laughs> Not tonight, sweetie. You've had Chef every night this week. <laughs> Give me that fucking beefaroni. <laughs> Honestly, dude, that commercial just makes me think like. That that mom was completely okay with this can just showing up in her fucking house, <laughs> right? Like there are only a couple possibilities here. You know, right? com- like, commercials. She, she didn't pay for it. Sorry, no. go ahead. 
I was going to say commercials from the 90s have a they, they beg a lot of questions of parents from the 90s. They're okay with a Kool-Aid man jumping through their fucking wall. They're okay with their kids turning into fucking gusher heads. They're okay with Quicksilver like, you know, Capri Sun kids shooting around. Like parents in the 90s didn't give a fuck. 90s and early 2000s were a lawless wasteland. We had Agreed. fucking peanut butter and jelly in the in a squeezy bottle, dude. Like you we're gonna get punished for that. That's how we knew God has truly left us. Because That's schmuckers yeah, exactly. can. He was okay with the crusades, but once he saw that jelly and peanut oh, butter, too much, dude. he was yeah, done. We had to pump the brakes. So I'm surprised there wasn't a second crusade over that shit. Speaking of that, do you remember when the rapture was supposed to happen a few years back? Which time? I feel like there's been a lot of those. Well, it was like, I want to say it was like 10 years ago. And like, there were people who were pulling scams. They were like, oh yeah, give me like your dogs or give me your house or get over your car. I'll make sure to watch it during the apocalypse. And so all these like super religious people were like signing it during the apocalypse. Yeah. I was like, I'll take care of your dog during the apocalypse because they didn't believe like dogs go to heaven or whatever. Clearly they didn't see the movie back in the day. No, I didn't see this. I'm trying to like find like a... Well, like an article the, or something about it because I want to. This sounds funny. The day it was supposed to happen, Randy Macho Man Savage died. So there was a fat joke going around that Randy Macho Man Savage died for our sins, got God in a fucking full Nelson joke, and stopped the rapture and saved us all. <laughs> so every day on that day, One and the only true savior, I have to buy a Slim Jim and I have to, you know, I have to eat it for the one and only Macho Man Randy Savage. No, I love that. That's fucking amazing. So somebody who grew up around that time when wrestling was like that, were you were you a fan of WWE or WWF? Uh, not really. So I got told very early on that it was very fake. And for me, it just really like kind of killed it. Oh, that's like telling a kid Santa Claus is not real. The allure is gone, dude. Exactly. Like once, once someone shatters that that like that uh, uh, piece of glass, right? That piece, that piece of two way mirror glass lifts the veil. Like there's just no going back. Once somebody tells you the emperor's naked, all you can see is his dick, and it's not impressive. And once you've seen that dick, there's no unseeing it. You can cover it up. You can fucking do you know. But it's burned into your mind. You know what I mean. And the only way to unburn it's on a therapist couch. And who has that fucking time? Am I right, people? Or the or the money, brother? Therapy that is, is very expensive. true. It you know that's it's one of those things where I, I never understood why some of the things in our healthcare system are the way they are. It's like oh you want to you want to better yourself you want to get past your trauma oh you, you can't afford it you know it's like this should be free things like that or like oh 100 percent. i just don't understand or like the times when it is free it's usually really shitty like have you like not to delve too deep into your stuff and you can feel free to not want to answer this but did the va ever try to send you to somebody to talk about anything yeah dude so um i have like it's been a it was a weird roller coaster like trying to get my like counseling and stuff through the VA. So obviously like you go to your, your primary care person and be like, Hey, I'm fucked up. I need some, some counseling and shit. And the first thing they did for me was, uh, try to send me to like a VA counselor, which, you know, I understand that that's their first, you know, their first thing. Uh, but it took like two or three months to get an appointment. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Like what's the point, you know, finally got my appointment, went to it. And then, um, during the appointment, that counselor 
like I asked him like you know when am I going to be able to get another one he's like probably another like two months <laughs> See, that is ridiculous so I didn't really so I guess at this time the VA was like I don't know when they started it but they have like this community care thing where they will basically pay for you to go like see somebody out in town or whatever, like outside of the VA system and they'll just pay for it but they make you jump through hoops in order to get it so like I had to go through like this whole mental like evaluation like a psyche valve basically to like quote unquote see if the therapy was um warranted warranted necessary whatever even though it was like already on paper like on va paperwork that i'm like i mean just think about that logic okay this person is showing a lot of you know troubling signs and asking for help so let's make it as mentally strenuous as possible yeah, for exactly. them let's make them jump through as many hoops yeah exactly so my it sucks, man, oh it's it really horrible up a lot of things for a lot of people Oh, absolutely it does. And it just doesn't make any fucking sense. See, this is why oh, I don't no. believe in conspiracy theories. Because people, if you like, if you look at everyone who's like into conspiracy theories, they always give the government so much fucking credit. It's like, if for somebody who's actually worked for the government, you see how incompetent they are. It's like, there's no way they faked a moon landing. Are you kidding? These guys can't even buy a plane ticket. These guys can't even schedule an appointment. Like, there's no oh, yeah, way. They, no, they, just, they just contract out. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, they just, yeah, we just contracted Hollywood to do the moon landing. That's all it is. Right, right. So <laughs> really good at contracting out. I have a friend who's going through the VA stuff right now. So it oh. took him three months to get an appointment. And he goes to this appointment, and the place they sent him to is no longer open. It's like a what? closed facility. They sent him to a closed place. So he calls them back and said, what the fuck? And they reschedule his appointment after they like notated that the place they sent him to originally was closed. And the next appointment is at the same closed facility. <laughs> So oh it's just ridiculous it's like are you kidding me really like just got no no one proofreading anything huh no i don't i don't think they can read at this point it's like what the actual fuck you guys like can you at least pretend to give a fuck like maybe a little that's, bit yeah that's the thing that like really gets me at least pretend you know i mean think about your job if you gave that much of an effort at your job like how long would you be keeping that job in your current setting so hmm i work yeah i work in a restaurant like a, a pizza joint a sit down joint if i were to work as in that restaurant as efficiently as like a government worker um I think the restaurant would close in like a week. It's be like, why did, why is this pizza burned? Who took a shit on this table? What is happening here? Yeah, why? Yeah, exactly. Why so, is there human feces in the back of the pizza oven? So somebody who's working at a pizza place. I know when I was growing up and I was working in fast food, it made me not like fast food for a while. Somebody who's working in that industry and somebody who's working around a lot of pizzas and a lot of things in oh, that yeah. area, have you grown a hatred of pizza or has it made your love of pizza even greater? Yeah, it's actually, it, it's kind of funny. I thought it was going to do, I thought it was going to really ruin it for me. I was really scared about that, uh, but it has done the complete opposite. I like crave it. Like It's like crack. Not only that, but anything like any other pizza that I've had Pretty much afterwards is inferior. 
So, are you have like you know nicotine patches for like you know pasta, yeah, I guess, yeah. spaghetti I, I stick, sauce, I stick pepperoni? I stick pepperoni on my arm. <laughs> yeah, I just like suck the the yeah the oils and the just juices in, out of it. Jesting the Italian, be like, oh my god, mm-hmm. does people have like four nipples? Like, no, dude, those are pepperonis. He needs those <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah, yeah. I take uh, I take like a spoonful of marinara and I just kind of heat it up. It's like, oh my god, is are are those are those fucking like Iraq tremors? Like, no, dude, I'm having pizza with straws. Get out of my way. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah. Give me the sauce, dude. Fuck. So have you become a pizza elitist? Like, do you see people eating calzones or do you see people eating like Sbarros and you just look like put your nose up? You're like, you fucking peasants. Definitely, definitely not. No, I, I still uh I love like a shitty piece of pizza. And I don't even mean shitty. <laughs> in an insulting way and i know it sounds it sounds like that i mean but shitty like, in the most like, respectable cheap. way possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean like you know cheap and the people making it like <laughs> don't really give a fuck i just picture you in a little <laughs> caesar's opening the box pizza, you know what i mean yeah do you just go to little caesar's oh, open dude, the I box can... smell it and be like now that's a shitty pizza <laughs> and then chef's yeah, kiss exactly like and yeah exactly yeah that's like prime example of a shit pizza but it's still good you know what i mean like oh yeah everybody knows the classic like comparison that like <laughs> pizza is like sex or like sex is like pizza you know you can't have bad pizza like you can't really fuck pizza up that bad true but you can have some uh some direct correlations that are bad like i think i've had some hand jobs that are so sad they have national monuments like there are some things in that realm that are just terrible yeah we have we have national days of remembrance for that <laughs> remember that time you got a handy in the high school parking lot petridge farms remembers <laughs> right <laughs> trying to hurry up before the bell goes off at least spit in your hand jesus all right this give, me, give me a raw spot <laughs> oh dude <laughs> that's how you stay awake during math class bro it's the only reason i pass out yeah, bro. You, can't you nut you fall asleep that's the problem oh that are is you, are you it, are you currently touching yourself in the math class or are you at least excusing yourself to the bathroom no no i would get a hand job in the car in the parking lot by my girlfriend at the and time then, and then i would have to get a mountain dew to equal it out it's like doing coke after you've been drinking all night you got to get that mountain oh dew rush God. to stay through algebra don't even get me started <laughs> <laughs> yeah like how else do you think i'm gonna learn fucking geometry and angles there's no other way i need handies and blow <laughs> Right? That was the hardest part about going into chemical engineering was fucking getting through calculus. Oh my god. Just sitting there. Oh, it was the worst. Oh, I hated calculus, dude. So, like, like, everything, all the math in high school, like, leading up to pre calc and calculus was a breeze, right? Right. So, like, naturally, I was, you know, thinking, oh, well, I'm, all this was super easy. So, I guess, you know, calculus and pre calc might not be that hard. And then you get I to the show. Yeah. I got recommended to take um, the course that they were offering, which is called AP Math when I was in high school. And it was um, pre calculus and calculus in the same fucking year. And the way that they would do it is it was two periods a day, like two class like lengths a day, back to back so that you could finish pre-calc in half the year and the other half would be calculus. Okay. I failed that shit so hard. Oh my fucking God, dude. I was so miserable the whole time. 
Well, they shouldn't call it calculus. Uh, they should just call it mind fuck because that's all it is. Uh, but calculus it is. is just mind fuck, and tri- tri- trigonometry is just triangles, that's triangles, really triangles. It's bullshit. And it, unless you're gonna be an engineer, there's no need to really go down those pathways. Like. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for some occupations. Like when I was doing geology as a minor, they're like, "Oh, you need you need calculus three. It's like, why the fuck would I need calculus for geology? I'm looking at rocks, brother. What do you mean? Yeah. And it's just like they were like, "Oh, when you do carbon dating on certain things, it's just like, isn't there a machine for that? <laughs> like, what? I'm not gonna be sitting there like doing that with my head. Like, what yeah, but fuck? you need to know how the cavemen did it, right? So a funny thing, a big machine break about about um geology is they have like acid hydrochloric acid that you drop on certain things and the way that the acid reacts to the rock you can tell the components of it and it was really funny because every time my teacher would come in and he'd like do that like all right kids now we're gonna drop acid (laughs) it's just like the first times i heard that and he was dropping acid on rocks is like this is my profession this is what i want to do i love that right Something about drugs and teachers. It's just always the best. Like all my teachers growing up were like fatty stoners. Cool. <laughs> right? Oh, dude, the guy in the fucking clay, mate. The, the clay teacher's the shit. Pottery, fuck yeah. Oh, dude, my one of the English teachers in my high school was out of his fucking mind stoned all the time. Like this guy, he was weird and not and not in like a bad way, weird, but just eccentric out there. Yeah, out there, man. Well, to be fair, Peepaw, wouldn't you want to be like that, too, if you were dealing with a bunch of children all day? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Especially kids. Yeah. that. What age was this? Middle school or high school? This was high school. Dude. Oh, even kids more reason to want to be shitty. fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. Kids are extra shitty in high school. It's like, as a parent, I am not looking forward to my daughters getting older because I know I'm going to catch all sorts of shit from them and I'm going to use their words. Like, I'm going to say Riz or whatever their fucking words are in the future just to embarrass the shit out of them. them, You teach them Twitch words. You say, hey, you say Pog. We say, we say Kappa. (laughs) We say... I just pictured the parent from the Twisted Sister video, you know, that we're not going to take it. It's like, we say Pog in this house. <laughs> we say Pog in this house. What do you want to do with your life? Have you, have you get caught using Twitch words in real life? <laughs> oh, no. Have you got caught using Twitch words in real life, like at the restaurant? Oh, dude, I cannot tell you how many times I've like almost called somebody gamer like out in the world. Holy fucking shit, dude. It's like that for, on Twitch. That's like the best like gender neutral term to use for somebody, you know. Absolutely. You're like if you're on, if you're on Twitch and like in that community, odds are you fucking play video games. Absolutely. So gamer, perfect term. Yeah, because you don't know who the other person on the side is. Like, and most people have very ambiguous, like sexually ambiguous names. You have no idea who it is. It's just like, all right, exactly. gaming dude four eighty six. Like, I don't know who you are. Exactly. So I don't like to assume. So I just call everybody gamer. Now, when uh, a non-gamer uses that term, do you get offended? Like, that's our word. You can't use that. Um, I used to, like, it took me a while to even want to use the word gamer. Like, I always thought it was kind of not necessarily, like, cringy, but it was just a word that had, like, negative connotations to, like, people outside the community. Right, the South Park WoW episode of shitting in a bucket while your mom holds it didn't do the gaming community any favors. 
I agree, but it was also an accurate representation of like a <laughs> like a minority of gamers. Oh, it absolutely is, but you know, it definitely put a negative shade on the entire community to certain extents. You can't tell me that there hasn't been a moment in your like gaming career where you've wanted to just have a shit bucket. Oh, so funny you bring this up. I'll, I'll share an embarrassing story from back when I was a little kid. So back when the Nintendo, the original NES was a thing, I remember playing a game and it's just like I was like deep into it. It was one of those games you couldn't pause. Like you had to just beat it straight. And I was getting so close to getting to the end of it. And it took me so long to get there. Like I had this horrible urge to shit my pants. And I decided I was going to shit my pants and just beat the fucking game. <laughs> Priorities, dude. I don't fucking blame you i don't to me that's not an embarrassing story that's like something to take some pride in you know what i mean like you are dedicated well you know that's one of those things where certain people like yourself who are you know dwell in this kind of stuff see that as like a badge and honor but other people are just like exactly. you shit your pants over pixels you wear that shit yeah you you take some of that shit you smear it on your forehead and you wear like war front. paint you put that exactly. under your eyes like a football exactly. player exactly like, i was tom brady yeah, I'm going to hold you up like Simba with some shit on your forehead. These pink guys are a badge of honor. <laughs> Precisely, dude. Can you get pink, pink eye from your own shit? What's that? Can you get can pink, get pink eye from, from your own shit? Easy. Is it like piss? Is it like your own piss? Is it like you can drink your own piss and it's sterile as your own shit? Like, oh yeah, this is ours. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say no, but I'm going to consult Dr. Google real fast. Um, and then after that, continue on your, your story of shit. I'm sorry to cut you off. I've had a lot of energy drinks today. It's like synthetic cocaine. I'm kind of bouncing around right now. I was just going to ask, speaking of like shitting oneself, when was like the last time you pooped yourself? So, funny story. Well, it's not really funny. It's actually kind of fucked up. But like the last time like I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease... So it's one of those things where it's like sometimes it just happens. Like, and they found I don't have Crohn's disease. It turns out like it was something weird in my system that's like undiagnosed. They think it might be colitis or something that's like Crohn's adjacent because my like my intestines started attacking each itself. So randomly, I'll just like get this horrible pain. It's just like that girl in the commercial with her like fucking bladders, just like I gotta shit. And sometimes it just gotta happen. So the last time. I shit myself and it's it's always in the car and it's always like as I'm driving home like something about my bowel is just like oh we're super close <laughs> it's okay to like ease up yeah, a little like bit they say the closer your head gets to a pillow the sleepier you get right it's like right. the same the closest you are to your own toilet the the greater chance you have to shitting yourself <laughs> exactly so and then you can take that to the bank the last time I shit myself, I was driving home from work, and it was like a 12-hour day at a hospital, and I was just exhausted. So it's just like, I, I accidentally ran a stop sign because there's nobody there. And I got pulled over, and it's just like, I, I ran the stop sign because I shit myself and I wanted to get home. And I rolled down the window, and the cop you rolls up. Already shit yourself. Yeah, the cop rolls up, and he's just like, are you okay? He's like, I shit myself. And he was just like, carry on <laughs> and he just waved me through <laughs> i was like thank yeah, you I'm officer insult to injury and give you a fucking ticket like <laughs> well I, I feel like that was the equivalent of having like you know a female with big breasts like you know like hey mr officer it was like that only instead of him like you know flirtate being flirtatious he's like i don't want to smell your shit while i'm writing this ticket <laughs> Not only that but i i really I, I feel like this man would carry some guilt around with him forever after that um, I don't, I, 
I would think so. I would hope so. If if I were that cop, I would not I would not write you a ticket. Like I'm glad he didn't, but like there is no chance that I'm writing you a ticket in that situation. I don't want to make you sit in your own shit any longer than you already are. Right. And it's just a, such a defeated like feeling when you like come into your house and you just like go straight to the shower and then you have that like wonderful shower shit balls and you're just like this is, I'm 30 plus and I just shit myself. Right. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of shit you know what i'm saying and it's really funny because my kid oh, last week what's oh up? go ahead go ahead no i want to hear about your kid so my two-year-old oh, shit herself and she was just crying she's like daddy i shit myself and i was just like i know kid it sucks <laughs> it's like you know I what i shit myself too <laughs> i call my dad every time <laughs> does he does he just do like the the heavy sigh be like get the shower yeah, son of a bitch <laughs> i'm yeah. coming over he he, he no, he's just like, wow, I, I'm across the fucking country. Like, why are you calling me and telling me this? What do you want me to do? So, living in San Diego, were you a San Diego transplant? Like, did you get out of the Marine Corps and just love the area, so you decided to move there? Or are you always a San Diego native? No, so I I was a transplant for sure. Um, I was living in Pennsylvania before I enlisted. Okay. And then I was on Pendleton for like most of my contract and I decided that um, you know I'm not surprisingly weather wise at least California is a lot better than the east coast yeah I, I would agree with that heavily you don't have to worry about snow you don't have to worry about nor'easters even though you know we're kind of getting hit with a fucking storm called the pineapple right now god knows what the fuck that is so did they make you go to boot camp in Lejeune uh, it's not Lejeune. It is in. Uh, it's on Paris Island, which yeah. is in South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. See, so it's I, like. I didn't understand why they sent people to Lejeune during the Iraq War. It's like there's no fucking swamps there. <laughs> like, why don't we get these people ready for mountains? Yeah, it doesn't make. Well, I I don't know. I don't know why they do that. They're just because. So basically, if you're on the west side of the Mississippi River, you go to boot camp in San Diego, and if you're on the east side, you go to boot camp in paris island it's it's yeah so i really don't feel like there's that many people to where they need to split it up right it's just one of those logistics things where they're like oh we have to save money on this and then they'll overpay a contractor like a hundred dollars a screw every time they build something for us well yeah of course (laughs) good old government logic once again falling back into the conspiracy theories (laughs) they're not gonna do them Uh, so it's you know Paris Island was so fucking, it was a trip. Very swampy, a lot of sand fleas, itchy, gross. So did you, uh, did you get any kind of bites from that where there's like bed bugs? Did you ever experience bed bugs? No, I didn't experience bed bugs. Thank God. Those like creep me out, dude. I don't so, want to wake up and something like crawling all over me. Like you can't even see them, right? Like, I don't know how small so, they are. I've heard they're just like tiny little baby things. Bed bugs are very, very tiny. But the thing yeah. about them is when they take a blood meal, meaning when they bite you and they, they take your blood in to ingest, mm-hmm. their body's kind of translucent, so you can see them. So when you pull up your mattress, when you pull the blankets off your mattress, they like to stay in like the creases of your mattress and on the sides. And if you see like a lot of brown there, that's their shit. And if you see little walking blood drops, that's them. Oh, snap. So that's a good that's way fine. to see. If you got in bites and you're not sure, a good thing to do is just take your blankets off and just check your mattress real quick. How are you even supposed to get rid of those? 
So like call people in for that. There's a few ways to do it, but the best way is to have people come in and they wear full Tyvek suits and they spray your whole house. See, bed bugs are gross for multiple reasons. That and they're smart. So I'd worked pest control for a little bit. So when you have bed oh, bug jobs, we would spray the mattress. We'd spray the room. And the worst thing is you have to spray the walls too because they're smart. They'll start crawling up the walls. Because <laughs> they're like, oh no, it's poison. They're like little sentient beings. Walls. Yeah, they're in the walls. You just have to pretty much spray everything. Like I was doing this up in Northern California, Sacramento area, and we got called in for a bed bug job. So, you know, for that, we usually take the mattress off and we spray the mattress. So, this one place, we took the mattress off, and under the mattress, there was a fucking AK and bags and bags of Coke. And we're like, what do we do? We can't spray this man's cocaine. <laughs> That belongs to the bed bugs. I wasn't sure if the bed bugs were fucking dealing drugs or the guy at this point because they were just everywhere. Bed bugs have been trapping out of the out of the mattress. See, the funny thing is, an AK forty-seven. If it, bed bugs get into an AK forty-seven, I'm sure it can still cycle. But I bet if bed bugs were ingrained in an M four, I'm sure that shit would jam. Dude, an M four jams if you look at it wrong. Oh, God. I used to have to put so much fucking lube in those things to make them run properly. It felt like every time I'd fire my rifle, it would just, like, ooze. It would look like it was bleeding. <laughs> like, my rifle is bleeding. Oh. Uh, those, those things fucking suck. Those things were not... Mine wouldn't even, mine wouldn't even like, rack around when I was deployed. Like, I tried oh. to go condition one, and it just went, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> not doing that. See, that's that's lovely. That's exactly what you want when shit's going south. You want something that's unreliable and shit. Yeah. I mean, that's the government for you. So, people, I, I have to know, out of all of your service-related moments, at what moment did you know you were not re-enlisting? What was the breaking point for people? Because we all have one. Uh, I had a very, like, roller coaster ride with that. Like there were so many points where I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I'm never doing this again. I'm getting out immediately. And then there were points where like, nope, I'm staying here. This is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Right. A hundred percent. It only takes one golden moment to like change your oh, whole yeah. thing. You could get yeah. put up with the years of abuse and then you get one awesome moment and you're like, this is my life. Uh, one of the things that kind of really did it for me, uh, so when I was deployed, uh, I was on a Mew, so we were on a ship for like, you know, eight months total. We just float around for a while. It's a miserable you know. existence. Yeah, not fun. And for anybody who doesn't know, um, a Mew stands for Marine Expeditionary Unit, and you kind of just, just a group of like a couple different units that hang out on a group of three ships and you just kind of like float around unless in case somebody like needs you basically you can be there quickly um and so like a group of us got called to go to iraq for a while and we were supposed to supplement this little like task force that was running out of al-assad airbase it was just a group of nine dudes by themselves basically running the entire logistic operation for like all of Al Ambar province. That's crazy. That's so skeleton crew. Wild. Yeah. And so they grabbed like 50 of us to like supplement them. Um, and so our job, like part of our job was to build up these like 
they were calling them TAAs, like tactical assembly areas, but they were just like fobs, basically. Right. Um, and so I got told like the day after we got in country, they're like, hey, you know, you're going to go out to one of these TAAs for a few days, like, you know, two days a week tops. You're going out there to like, you know, I was an engineer, so I went to like fix like generators and shit and keep, you know, the electrical um, like circuit up and running. Like the keep COC. everything going. Right. I've ended up falling into doing a bunch of other like engineer type shit, but uh, they told me I was only going to be out there for like two days. <laughs> I ended up being out there for like a month and a half. A classic military. It's like when you're classic, on a ship yeah. and they give you ice cream or lobster, you know it's fucked because you're getting extended. Oh, sorry. Steak and yeah. lobster. If you get steak and lobster, yeah. you're fucked. Exactly. You know what to look out for. I So, you know, imagine like packing for like, I pack like two, you know, two pairs of boxers, an extra pair of camis, like five packs of cigarettes. So very light. I'm going to be gone for a couple of days uh, yeah that was that was a good time man <laughs> so they gilliganned you you were ready for a three-hour exactly. tour and you were out there forever exactly so i was just like you know what i think i think i'm good off this this is uh they obviously like the way that they like value human life is oh they don't exactly like I think of one high enlisted persons who remained married and had a healthy relationship with their spouse or children. Yeah, right. Good luck. <laughs> Military life is not conducive for families. Getting up and moving constantly is not conducive for that shit. Just the way you're treated on a regular basis. Like, I'm sure in certain branches it's better. Like, the Air Force, you have quality of life pay when they make you stay somewhere that's below their standards. <laughs> I mean, some branches right. are better than others when it comes to treating their people. Oh, like, definitely, yeah. Yeah, for me personally, my my breaking point for not re-enlisting, because I, I, I desperately joined to just run away. Like, I was going to actually join the Army, but the Army recruiter fucked off. So I, I, I signed an eight-year contract with the Reserve, like active and then Reserve component. I signed an eight-year contract yeah, right off yeah. the bat, which was a long time. And I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if I die. I just want to get the fuck out of here. So I signed that shit. And when I was on my eighth year... well. They they tricked me into doing two deployments in three years, which is uh, they're, they're not supposed to do that. So I spent yeah, time in I was like in Africa for 11 months and I was exhausted that my job is like pred ned. So combat medicine is like the first thing like doing working in like field hospitals and doing medical stuff as a corpsman. But my sub became my primary job, which is preventive medicine. So around this time, you remember when all that shit went down in Puerto Rico and Trump was like, you know, throwing <laughs> paper towels at people and all that other stuff for the humanitarian effort. You remember that video you of know, him? Vaguely, as much as I try to block all that time out. Yeah, I do vaguely remember that. So that happened and they were like, hey, there's a humanitarian mission, like all their water and all that stuff over there is fucked. Would you like to go down there and help them get their water back working and get all their water like seen? know sanitary again for them to drink and shit like that and i was like of course of course i'll do that that sounds like an actual like worthwhile thing to do like i will waive my humanitarian mission yeah it's like i was willing to waive my you know my down period for that so i signed the waiver and then a week later they're like you're going to iraq I was like, "What?" It was like, "Oh, like, fuck!" Yeah, they're like, "Oh, you wave, you you waved your your uh, wait period." And I was like, "Yeah, for this." And they're like, "Oh no, you waved it." You, you, <laughs> that means you're it doesn't fit. matter. You waved it. You're done. You're going. So in the oh reserve, my, my particular job 
they only take one person a year for the school so in the country oh, wow. at the med? time yeah for pred med because it's a nine-month program so right in the reserve a lot of time and money into you exactly and a lot of people fail out because it's very extensive it's it's a hard fucking program like to go through hospital to go through hospital corman school it's only two months to go through PrevMed is a nine-month thing, and to become an IDC where you're like an independent duty corpsman, where you're like actually giving out like you know real meds, like you're like, oh, you got shot. Here's a Ventanol lollipop. Like that's like a year long. So it's like, and most of that's PrevMed. So I could have gone that route if I wanted to. So mm-hmm. there was only three people in the country in the reserve at that time, and two of them were like E7 and above, and I was an E5, just picked up E6. And then, and the cool thing is, is like I since I went through all that schooling, like I kicked ass on the test. So when I promoted to E six, it was only a one point two percent advancement rate, and I hit it. So I was like, I'm on the fast track. Like I could have been as chief. I thought I was. I, I made E six in six years. Like I was like on the fast track. I was kicking ass. I was doing all this shit. And then they sent me to Iraq with a bunch of guys from I call it South Canada. It was all like guys from like Michigan. Oh. <laughs> Okay. okay that area so you know playing euchre in the fucking desert and like it was just the most political fucking thing ever and i just hated i hated my time and the moment that broke me is i was in a porta john it was 130 degrees in the porta potty it was like 120 outside howitzers are going off so i feel like i'm getting hit in the stomach and i'm pissing and a kidney stone decides to like you know make its way through my oh dick my so i'm just you know bleeding a lot of pain i come out and it was one of those things where it's just like after you've had a kidney stone every piss after that hurts because you're all tore up and shit so it's one of those things where it's I just like that. yeah and then i read scar tissue in your dick hole. but insult to injury after this they made me get on a fucking chinook have you ever been on a chinook those helicopters with the two props that go up and down I chinook. no i haven't so I was in a Chinook and we were going, I had to go to Mosul from my base and on there I had like, I fell asleep and something happened. I don't know if we got shot. I don't know if there was like something, but the pilot took this evasive maneuver and like I was asleep. And my rifle was like, I was like leaning on my rifle. But anyway, the way the helicopter bucked, my rifle butt hit me in the fucking nose. So I broke my nose oh, no. on the way over there. So thankfully oh, I had tampons in my med bag so it's like i'm bleeding out of both my nostrils so i just put like i put a tampon in each nose and just to be funny like you know like the little strings that come out i did a square knot with the strings and i'm just sitting Hell there yeah. and all the fucking arm because i was i was with the army with this they're like are you okay doc it's just like yeah i'm doing great that was the moment i was done bleeding out of all ends except for my ass would you have shoved a tampon in your ass too if you were bleeding in your ass? I mean, yeah, I would have done that if I wasn't bleeding. I would have dipped that shit in pure alcohol and fucking bum rushed it. Boof that shit, yeah. So, I mean, your your name in Tarkov is alcohol is for boofing, or is it whiskey is for boofing? I know it's something like that. Uh, it's beer is for boofing. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of boofing beer, I, I drank a Steel Reserve earlier, and I think that actually would have gone down smoother if I did a boof it because my God, Steel Reserve is terrible even when you shotgun. Yeah, it's not good. I don't uh at this point in my life I, I I'm very like picky about the beer that I drink and stuff like I 
You did describe yourself to me as a uh, as a IPA whore, and you also described yourself to me whore, as a like, Boston yeah. cream whore. So it's just like, yeah. what dessert won't you whore, whore for, Peepaw? <laughs> yeah, where, where does where does what's lift the curtain? Are you just a slut, Peepaw? <laughs> I think I might be. I'm not no, trying to slut shame you, Peepaw. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Do oh no, that. no, I know. There's yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying, there's not an OnlyFans where you can accept uh, like you know salty snacks and beer as opposed to money. <laughs> Why isn't there? Why isn't that a thing? Oh, can you imagine? Oh, so sorry, honey. This guy just sent me a dozen glazed donuts. I got to go take a picture of my asshole. I'll be right pictures. Back. Yeah. Let's just say I don't have to push when I poop. You know what I mean? Fair. Fair. I mean, yeah. that. in a perfect world, that would be... I mean, who needs to do that? Who needs to pop a blood vessel mid-shit? Dude, if you're, if you're having that issue, get a squatty potty. I Thankfully, I have not had that issue. Dude, I, have you ever used a squatty potty? I've well, seen were, them. When you were in Iraq, you you probably squatted. <sighs> when you I was in... Porta shitters. Did you when see I, the porta shitters that had like, the platform? Yeah. I did. So when I was in Africa, we used those a lot. And the worst part is when you'd go to a locals only one. And you, like, I remember my first experience with it was kind of daunting because I got in there and I was just a hole in the ground. And like, there was all this shit stains all over the place. I'm thinking to myself, like, if the locals can't even hit the target, how am I supposed to hit the target? Yeah, they practice like that's their you know like i just think of the memphis bell that b17 movie where they're looking through like the fucking bomb scope <laughs> like oh we gotta put the pickles in the pickle jar we gotta drop these bombs on germany yep. Yep. <laughs> that was I what think i was thinking about, uh i think about star wars <clears throat> you've turned off your targeting system just fucking pork is almost there <laughs> exactly dude yep <laughs> Awesome. Dude, Star Wars always bummed me out as a kid because it's just the original trilogy, for nostalgia purposes, was so good. But for me, it never felt like they were in a conflict. And, you know, the new trilogy, I, I was not a fan of. Like, the prequel trilogy when I was a kid, like, after the Darth Maul scene, like, you know, they, they played him up so much in the trailers, but after, like, actually seeing the movie and getting Jar Jarred for, like, yeah. an hour and a half, like, it lost all its allure. Now, when it comes to the Star Wars trilogy, or would you say you're, like, a big Star Wars guy? Would you say you're, like, a, who the fuck cares? Like, where, where does Peepaw stand on that? Uh, I'm definitely an original trilogy guy, but I can, like... <sighs> I can appreciate the uh, the prequels. You know what I mean? I mean, the pod race was pretty cool. The pod race fucks, dude. The pod or, race like, fucks. I remember going to see um, like episode was it episode three. Yeah, like in theaters, that was cool. I think I saw Clone Wars in theaters too. So like, just having those memories of like, I remember when those movies came out. I think also kind of like adds to my appreciation for them. If oh, that yeah. makes sense, it's like being a kid and going on a roller coaster that you know you go back to as an adult and you're like, oh, this isn't shit. But when you were a kid, it was like the biggest gnarliest thing ever. Like the like the places that hold our hearts and our attention as children. I love how that transcends into adulthood. But unfortunately, when you're an adult, sometimes it's best not to revisit those things because you kind of clout your your thought on the thing if you know what i mean oh yeah One, that's why i don't rewatch the prequels because <laughs> i don't i know they're not gonna stand up in your heart sebulba always wins why fuck with that exactly <laughs> what do you think about like the uh the new ones the disney ones <sighs> when it comes to the new ones like I know a lot of people were like, oh, Ray's just instantly good at everything. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really give a shit about that. I just hate how they took characters that were so badass and they made them into such fucking weak people. Like, Han Solo. 
he's a fucking uh-huh. general of the republic all this other stuff at the end of like the original trilogy and then it's just like oh he's back to being a fucking smuggler and everybody knows he sucks at smuggling <laughs> you know it's one of those things where it's just like or luke it's like okay why would you just walk away from all this shit you did all this other stuff why would you try to kill your fucking nephew over a dream like like some things don't make sense to me so you can go run away to a, yeah. like a planet and drink walrus blue milk out of the teat which like if that was your thing luke you could have just done that anyway you could have just been like hey i need to go do jedi stuff <laughs> i got some some meditation to do <laughs> this is what happens when you don't let jedis fuck and then just latches onto the yeah. walrus teat. <laughs> i gotta get my fix somewhere <laughs> I need it. <laughs> um, I I'm like I can give you know leave or take the new ones except for uh did you ever see Rogue One? Rogue One is my favorite one out of all the new ones. Me too. Because I it actually felt like a war. Special. Yeah, I have a very special connection with Rogue One. Did you get uh, like your first so, like Blumkin while watching Rogue One or something? Oh, even better. Ooh. So I was still in. This was like what what year was this? Like 2018, I think. Something like that. Maybe 2017. I was, I'm trying to remember if it was before or after deployment. Either way, not a not a. No, it was 2016. Okay, so it was before. Um, my buddy hits me up and he says I got my hands on some some tabs of LSD. Oh hell yeah! And uh, me being the degenerate piece of shit that i was i was all about it you know like i'm i'm still about psychedelics and stuff now especially for like the mental benefits of them right but like you know in the marine corps doing drugs it's a little a little shady a little, it's a little frowned upon a little yeah a touch yeah some people don't like it so much but anyway i digress so i go over to his house we pop like a tab and a half each because he had three tabs and right after we take them, because, you know, if you've ever taken psychedelics, you know, they usually take like an hour, two hours to kick in, especially yes. if you've eaten something. And they lurk day. up on you, too. It's like for those yeah. of you who haven't done it, if you have like a weed edible, it's kind of like the same feeling, but like in a whole yeah. a completely different realm. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a yeah. <laughs> it's a different ball game completely. But it does kind of like come up in like layers in that way. Like, you know. Right. And you have to be willing to let yourself go to it. Because if you 100%. don't, you're going to have a bad time. So we were trying to figure out what we were going to do with ourselves you know, during this trip. And my buddy says, well, Star Wars Rogue One just came out. Ooh. Like it's in theaters. That's like a gritty, dark movie, too. So that must have been interesting while tripping. Oh, yeah. And so we, we go to the gas station, grab some cigarettes first. Because cigarettes, while well, you're smoking anything while you're tripping is is amazing it's amazing like i don't condone smoking cigarettes especially but nicotine hits really really different for you in certain situations like post-sex or post like drug use it's something about it there's a reason yeah so i'm standing in line waiting to get my cigarettes and uh you know the giddy stage right oh yeah I, I yeah, know so the giddy standing, stage. standing, like, trying to, like, hold a straight face, but everything is fucking hilarious for some reason. You know, I'm looking at, like, cartons of milk, and I'm dying laughing. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, three notes, uh, 3D, like, why would they do this? I get to the counter, ask for my, for my cigarettes. I was on a menthol kick at the time, so I was smoking uh, 
Marlboro Smooths, the ones that taste like peppermint. Oh, Christmas it was all about the Camel Crushes for me, because if you wanted a regular cigarette, you could have it. But if you wanted to crush yeah. that fucking pearl and have an after dinner mint, you were right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to smoke those for a little bit, but mainly I was a uh, Marlboro Red guy. Oh, you cowboy killer. Okay. Yeah, I really just wanted cancer as, like, as, like, as, as fast as, as possible. Yeah. Give it to me now. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, the cashier at the gas station like puts the cigarettes down on the counter, but like closer to her than me, you know. Okay. So I have to like really reach for them, and I am like doing my best not to make eye contact with this woman because like I just you know you know like when you're tripping and you're around people a lot of the time you don't want to really deal with people. Everybody knows, <laughs> right? Everybody knows that I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> And like, even if they did, no, nobody would give a fuck. Right? But you don't know that. Everybody's a cop when you're tripping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unfortunately, uh, yes. So, and instead of like picking up my cigarettes like a normal human being, uh, my body decides that it can't function properly. Oh no! So I go to grab, <laughs> I go to grab this pack, and like my hand forms like, uh, you know those like claw toy machines. You turned into salad fingers. I'll try to grab this. Fingers. Yeah. So I set my hand around this pack of cigarettes like a fucking cage. Oh my god! And I just drag my hand back across the counter, just scooting the pack of cigarettes across the entire counter. Like a fucking dead space alien. Just like, a, yeah, like an NPC, bro. <laughs> like, like a Bethesda NPC at that. Oh, that's so um, good. <laughs> Uh, we go to the movie theater and holy shit, dude. Like, I don't know if you've ever like watching a movie already while you're tripping is pretty nutty. It's crazy. Yeah. But watching a movie in theaters surrounded by people. So, yes. But like in that in that moment, at least for me, like nothing else existed except for the screen. You know, because like everything, like the lights were all off. I couldn't see shit. So it was just very like immersive. So it was a and, euphoric like, feeling. Yeah, I felt everything that happened in that movie. <laughs> Thank God there wasn't was a sex wild. scene or you probably would have lost your I shit. I would have come, dude. I would have come, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but then the worst. <laughs> I the wish this was a Siskel it, like, and Ebert review. Like, I oh, came. <laughs> the worst the worst part about it like overall it was a great experience but there were some some difficult moments um, oh i'm sure the worst part about it was you know naturally after a movie you and everyone else has to pee oh yeah so everyone's in the bathroom i peaked like no right no like that's, i was like m- like mid peak at the end of the movie that's the worst time and i go out to go piss and i walk into the bathroom i like make eye contact with like two or three people just like looking around and i just go mm, nope i need to get the fuck out of here right now <laughs> <laughs> i just turn around i decide i will hold it for as long as it takes to get back on base and back home see this uh, is not- this is one of those times where you go through the exit and you just piss in that alleyway once everyone else is gone. Yeah, this <laughs> like is a homeless dude. Pants. You just start running to the car, pissing your pants as you go, hoping you never see these people again. Oh man! <laughs> so, That's why I love Star Wars Rogue One so much. 
I mean, it's it's got everything. It's got, I mean, just that on drugs would be just so elevated. And thankfully, you had a good trip because it could have gone a completely terrible sideways way. If, oh, know. yeah, dude, for sure. But you know what? At the same time, I have like learned, I've like looking back, my worst trips ended up being my best trips in the end. Nice. Like once you come on the other side of the, of like the scary part of the bad trip those parts are the best you know what i mean like those are the trips that i still look look most fondly on that's why every time i do this kind of stuff i always like to have like a sober handler just in case shit gets too like crazy you know just you know like i want an adult there just in case something like i can't handle my shit and i always try to make sure i'm like in a good mental space before i do something like that like if i had like night terrors the day before or some crazy shit i'm not gonna like you know hey let's do some fucking shrooms or whatever it's good that. yeah it's definitely I, I don't want to take something like that and be like oh yeah i'm back in iraq or some like you know miserable situation yeah like oh we uh we were not very responsible like i i still i think that psychedelics are, are an amazing thing and i like think they have a lot of benefits for people but me and my friends when we were using them we're not using them in a responsible way at all like <laughs> i think everybody has um, to go through that phase like either you have to go through that college phase where you just taking shit to take shit you're doing shit irresponsibly just exactly. to like get it out of your system just, just like you know yeah. when you become a man whore and you just well, some people never outgrow that but you just you know you just fuck it out of your system you gotta fill that void in your soul with just that's like random so, that's why i'm so blown out yeah <laughs> can't tell the difference between a fart and a yawn they sound the same my god like things that i used to do like have you ever heard of a whippet charged bong hit yes have for those of you who don't know i'm not i'm not telling you to do this but this is something we used to do we used to have somebody crack a whip it into a balloon and then you would take a fat bong hit you'd milk it and then you would pull the you'd pull the bowl your friend would place the balloon on the male part that goes into the bong the stem and then they would the balloon and it would shoot right up you know it push all that smoke into your brain and you'd exhale and you'd go to narnia and for me, when I would do whippets, everything would turn purple. I don't know why. It just would. <laughs> so I don't know if purple's like my weird, like, I heard some fucking hippie chick. Somebody's like, purple is the color of your aura because you see it when you get fucked up. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but everything would just, everyone would just look like the fucking grimace. Everyone would just look like they're outlined in fucking purple. <laughs> it was the craziest shit. And um, my, my favorite tripping experience, I wasn't at the movies, but I was at something that was similar. I went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. No. Oh, damn. That sounds like a time, dude. Holy shit. I love the ocean. That was one of the main reasons I joined the Navy. Little did I know I was going to end up in a job where I was never on a ship and never on the ocean, really. So I went to the in Monterey Bay. They have this million-gallon tank where they have sunfish. They have manta rays. They have sharks. They have tuna. They have you name it. There's so many like amazing sea creatures floating around there. And me and my friend dropped acid. And they had, like, stadium seats. And I, I dropped acid there. And, my like, my friend had it in, like, an eyedropper thing. And, like, I wanted it to absorb quickly. And I read, back in the day, this is, I was, like, 19, 18. I read the Beastie Boys book. And they said that MCA used to take an eyedropper and he would put a drop in each one of his eyes. And then he'd go skiing. And I was just like, there's no fucking way. So I was like, I got to try this. So I took one drop and I put it into my eye. And I just sat back and I have never experienced anything quite like that. For me, 
it was an amazing experience like the glass felt like it disappeared i thought i saw like the water coming out and i just felt warm i was just it was just it was a lovely feeling i i, I don't I, I didn't piss myself i checked <laughs> but i just felt like very like you know safe and warm and welcome and it was just like colors and fish it was great and then i've heard people say cirque du soleil is a great place to do that stuff too but you know i'd want a handler oh, I can't imagine that shit yeah it's, it oh, was for sure yeah Anytime we did anything like that um, and try to have a handler, it just devolved into, well, I want to do that too. So. Right. You got to be careful. It's like being the DD. Like, nobody likes being the TT. Nobody does. And then yeah. someone pukes in your car, usually. Um, whenever you did uh, LSD especially, did you get like, like a bubble gut feeling? Yes. Okay, cool. Me too. I would get burpy too. I would get very burpy. Really, we, me and my friends would just have like earth-shattering farts, like the acid (laughs) farts. And I've talked to to people about this, like other people. It's a thing, dude. I'm convinced that like acid farts, 100% are a thing. That sounds like a fucking song that Ween would put out. (laughs) Acid farts. (laughs) I would listen to that. Going back to the Um, Pennsylvania Ween. Good Pennsylvania band. So, did you do most of your your drug usage in California? Because I know California is a lot easier when it comes to laws than certain places in the country. Like, I don't know what what PA is like, but is it a lot stricter over there? Oh yeah, for sure. I know people in like Texas were going to jail over having like weed seeds in their fucking ashtray and shit. Yeah, definitely. No, I definitely did most of my. I did a lot of my like drug experimentation on Camp Pendleton. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so weird because you think that for somebody who like is doing those kinds of things and experiencing the paranoia that comes with it, you think being on a military base would be like the worst place. It is. Yeah, it definitely does not help. But uh, I know that if I can can trip there, I can trip anywhere. Exactly. You got to smoke them if you got them. It's one of those things. And I'm not I'm not telling anybody to go out there and do the things we talked about i'm just saying that these are the things that (laughs) we experienced and you know we had good experiences but i I do know some people throughout my life who didn't like i know people who microdose shrooms every day and they are functional human beings but not much more than that (laughs) like i know people who've just like got become firmified and are just gone like i know this dude who's a teacher who takes shrooms every day and his favorite activity to do when he goes home is listen to music and he like just draws circles on paper and it's like these pictures look like topography maps and it's just it's sad because it's just like this guy used to be like a cool individual and now he's like a drooling idiot drawing circles on paper fuck yeah dude that's wild too much like too much of that in a short amount of time will fry your psyche too much of anything like if you rub your dick too much you get little friction burns (laughs) it's like the same thing but on your brain Dude, my cock is so calloused. It's crazy. <laughs> Do you remember those anti-drug commercials back in the day where they were just like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And it was like a lady hitting like an egg with a frying pan and just blowing up. My favorite one was the girl deflating on the couch. Oh, my the God. It sticks in my brain the most. Like, I, whatever weed she smoked, I'm still looking for that. I would love to melt into a couch like that. But, you know, I wish... Yeah, I wish she knows what strain that is. Get to me, okay? It's definitely not sour diesel because... Fuck like, no, it ain't. Oh, God. So, like, I wish they would make anti-drug commercials, like, real. Be like, 
Yeah, don't do crank and then just show some dude fucking on Skid Row just like rocking back and forth. Like, like if you're gonna make drug commercials, make it real. You know, like if you don't want kids to do hard shit, like don't lie. Like Nancy Reagan. The people who made all those, like yeah, the people who you know all the Dare program and everything. None of those people ever actually did any drugs in their entire life. They have no fucking idea. I mean, the Dare program is so weird. Oh, it's so funny to me because it really just informed everybody. (laughs) <laughs> like about drugs like hey this is this is meth you know here are all the street names for it uh this is where you can get it um, right. but make sure you don't you know it was it, and then they have like puppets and shit and be like yeah i'm not gonna smoke pot because this fucking puppet told me not to and then you made me take a pledge like get the fuck out of here that puppet, yeah, that puppet would have been a lot funnier, high. You know what I mean? <laughs> you really would have been. Like, and then they gave us that stupid shirt with the lion, and it's just like Scruff Madruck, the crime dog on TV every day. It's like they just went to really weird lengths. But that was the time when they would also have Joe Camel as an animated cartoon, be like, "Hey, good cigarettes are cool." Yeah, right. Look just, at us now. Just seems like kind of a oxymoron looking back but you know what the 90s i mean ska was on the radio it was a lawless time fucking we watched desert storm on tv mm-hmm. <laughs> we watched those b-52s bomb fucking Baghdad on fucking prime time it was crazy joe rogan was making people eat bugs on television the yeah, president was-, was saying you can get your dick sucked and it's cool <laughs> dick cheney shot a man with, with bird shot in the face and nothing came of it nothing happened and then that guy who got shot was just like oh i'm sorry dick i got in your way <laughs> you think he just like gaslit the entire situation i know he did I mean, politics yeah, are so he hadn't stepped in the way politics are so like you know kiss the ring bullshit like okay i don't care what realm it is whether it be professional friendly if somebody insulted my wife i would not kiss the ring i would be like fuck you to see like politicians like you know trump made fun of ted cruz's wife and then ted cruz is like donald trump's the best president ever like bro this guy like insulted your family (laughs) like don't you have any balls like what the fuck out of a hard stretch for me i feel that he secretly wants to marry him that's what it is well i mean when your dad's the zodiac killer you you, you get what you can get (laughs) fair there. You think it runs in the family? I hope so. Nah, I don't. That would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that they caught the Idaho killer? <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, and that guy was in criminology. Like, he was a criminology student. I guess he fucking failed because he didn't learn how to get away with it. Which is my guess as to why he was taking that major. My girlfriend is very up to date on a lot of that stuff through like TikTok and shit. Oh, and, uh, it's she so was telling weird. me. She was telling me that, like, apparently he would, like, basically just, like, discuss the murders in his class. <laughs> oh, so he was just, like, getting off on it. Like, Batman. I bet, like, Bruce Wayne talked yeah. shit about Batman Very so he could well. be like, hee, 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 I'm Batman. It was kind of, like, the same thing right. for him. Exactly. What a squeaky little fuck that guy was. I remember when I saw the picture of him, I was like, wow, this dude's got a really long Sarah Jessica Parker, like, hocus pocus face. Oh, is he a donkey witch face? He definitely has a long face. He definitely looks like Mr. Ed a little bit. It's like, yeah, that guy, that guy probably did it. I haven't seen those pictures yet. I want to I wanna see this man. See, the weird thing about TikTok and about, like, YouTube is everyone just becomes, like, an expert on something as it's happening. Oh, yeah. Like, that when that one girl disappeared and, you know, the one that was, like, traveling across country, I was like, oh, this is 
is my theory and this is my or like when something happens in the government and they're like oh that man is like you don't have a secret security clearance you don't know what the fuck's going on in syria what the fuck are you talking about i hate it so much dude everybody become yeah every become everybody becomes like a murder detective well yeah. social media has given everybody a voice to say whatever they want but <laughs> some people Just really can say something doesn't mean you should see nobody's learned from jurassic park just because we can't do something doesn't mean we should exactly exactly dude so i i have to know people from somebody who's coming from the background of military somebody who's working a pretty strenuous job restaurant work is not easy like how do you find the energy to sit down and stream to entertain people is it purely out of joy for gaming is it the love of being an entertainer like wh what draws you to the platform um it's a I hard question I really i like to I, I really do like to entertain people and like host for lack of better words and so streaming is really just like hosting a party you know what i mean or hosting anything. This is true. You are in charge of how it goes, you know, making sure it goes well, making sure there's a certain, like, atmosphere, right? 100%. Uh, and I feel the same way about, like, working in the food industry, like the restaurant industry. So when you go to you, a table as a server, yeah. and somebody, like, says something heavy to you, do you tell them to get the fuck out of your restaurant because it's Friday and we don't want any bad vibes? Like, I don't That's care exactly that your mom died. Get the fuck yeah, out of exactly. my restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when a regular comes in and they are starting to vent to me, that's like, yeah, I'd say, hey, no trauma dumping in here, okay, buddy? Don't don't come in here on a Friday and tell me the biggest bummer ever. Tell me to get the fuck out. What a piece of shit that guy is. Okay, continue. So I had to caveat on that. No, you're good. Like I, I am like a big believer, or like at least, and this is purely for my channel. Like I'm not gonna, you know, other people can run their channels how they want. I may have a certain opinion about it, but they can do whatever they want. Uh, my like stance on that is if you're one, if the one place that you feel comfortable talking about whatever's going on in your life just so happens to be my chat i'm I, do it please like right because what if that person hasn't talked about it to anyone else or anywhere else right what if that person's like hindering on like you know doing something terrible to themselves and they just want someone who's like non-threatening to vent to and what's more non-threatening yeah. than somebody on a webcam you know, like right. you never know. Like, granted, we're not therapists, and you would like people right. in that setting can't give like you know medical advice. But you know, anyone has an ear; anyone can listen. Mm -hmm. And like, I think a lot of it too is like the anonymity of Twitch. Like, a hundred percent. You don't like you don't your face isn't out there. You know, you're not face to face with these people. And like, I totally understand not wanting to dive into a super lengthy, in-depth conversation about whatever is going on in their life on stream. Like, if you don't want to spend like a long time talking about it or make that the entire discussion, I understand that. But like, if they want to come in and just be like, "Hey, this is what's going on with me," you know, that's I I appreciate that. Like, that I'm glad that. It makes me feel happy that people are comfortable enough in my stream or that I make people comfortable enough to talk to me and right. people around. Me. And so I usually will like address it off the bat and then say like, hey, we like message me. We can talk about it later. Like I may not answer right away, but I will like we can talk about it. 
and I, I can attest to that because when I was one of your when I was like first getting into like visiting your channel which is an awesome place by the way I, I let you guys know about my house almost burning down because of the electrical bullshit and like all the craziness that was going on over here and like you not really knowing me at the time didn't give me the pick those bad vibes out of here don't you drop your emotes in here kind of you know nonsense you were exactly yeah, like you said trauma dumping <laughs> i just i don't know man i hate that it, it just bothers me a lot like it just kind of feels that, that, that people people take well uh, watching some of that guy's previous vods that guy's just always like that. he's just kind of a i'm an asshole kind of an asshole but still it's like when somebody comes to you with that like maybe be a little bit less of a dickhead <laughs> you know just, right. just like, you like know, even you treat you others want. as you would like to be treated exactly exactly it's yeah that's it's as simple as that exactly. so even if you don't want to talk about it like on stream i just say hey shoot me a message like right that's all he had to say be like hey uh, shoot me a dm we can talk about that and then if he wants to ghost that person that's on him yeah i mean he'd be yeah exactly He'd be equally a piece of shit, but he wouldn't be like dragging somebody. Rating them, yeah. He wouldn't be killing somebody like Braveheart in front of a crowd. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that like publicly like reprimanding people like really fucking bothers me. Well, being in the Marine Corps, you've seen enough of it. Exactly. And you've had to do push-ups because of it. Exactly. Or other bullshit. Oh, someone so lost his rifle. You guys are all pieces of shit. Be like, oh god. <laughs> and damn me, me for not look making sure they're doing their thing. So, getting back to the restaurant, like you were saying before, we went on the caveat of you know being a <laughs> being a trauma dumping douche. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think the restaurant industry, or at least like my position in the restaurant, is a lot like streaming. Like it may be kind of a reach for some people, but at least that's how I think about it. Like my job is to facilitate them having a good time. Well, in a way, it's more taxing because you're actually dealing with a face. You're not just dealing with a text wall. You're not oh, dealing like oh, we're yeah. We're, the restaurant industry is way more taxing, I think, than streaming. Definitely. And you get the immediate thing, like you know, if your joke didn't hit, just based off of somebody's face. <laughs> right. Uh. Yeah. And people get really. Uh, People get ornery about their food, man. Oh, to the point where you Holy want to shit. punch them in the fucking face. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Um, but I'm sorry the, the cheese is touching this. I, I don't want this. Right. <laughs> Your thumb made contact with the plate. I'm going to need you to die. Whoa, oh, dude. The way, that, the way that people treat like retail, food, service, like any any service industry or, yeah. Oh, the way people treat like yeah, service industry people is awful. See, it's funny because people are like, oh, everyone should have to serve the military for two years so they can have a better interest. No, I think everybody should work, work a food service job. Yes, dude. <laughs> I yeah. think that would make society that, better. Yeah. I hate the, like, we should make mandatory military service. Like, do you really want the people fighting your wars to, like, not want to be there? <laughs> exactly. It has to be something that somebody's... Want, yeah, like, it shouldn't be like, yeah, this guy's fighting a war because he wants to go to college. It should be like, yeah, you want to support your country. It should be the people who want to be there, not the people who are there because, you know, back in the day, they're like, it's either prison or, you know, the military. Like, okay, what? I don't, I don't want that. 
yeah it shouldn't be like that but you know that's that's unfortunately the times that we are in with like you know people going to war for school and shit like that so would you say what if you had to put into quantifiable terms what would you say has made you a better person would you say it's working with the public in a food service atmosphere or would you say it was serving your country from a social Um, aspect i would mm, i think the the military made me a lot more like understanding right and the military is really good at building one stuff up like you probably had a lot more respect for yourself after because you know you went through all that shit but when it comes to like you know respecting other people and when it comes to societal norms and like you know navigating being a person it's like one of those things where me personally when i worked those jobs i felt like i grew a lot more in societal ways but when it came to self-growth the military was that for me the marine corps helped me kind of like in both ways because for me it was yes it was a lot of like i know the stuff that i can go through because i went through it so like i know what i can handle but at the same time um it made me want to like i already kind of did like taking care of people but it made me even more so want to take care of people because i didn't want anyone to have like even similar experiences to what i had right if that makes sense so it helped me treat people a lot better so when you got your duty your dd214 in hand did it feel like Shawshank Redemption where that guy crawls out of that tunnel of shit in the rain and he's free? Did it feel like that for you? It didn't feel real for a while. You know what I mean? Like it didn't hit me. So you weren't like Charlie Bucket and Charlie in the Chalka Factory? Like the da 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 music didn't play and you didn't no, run home dude, until you like, got there? I, for like the first couple of weeks, it didn't really hit me. Like I just felt like I was on leave. You know what I mean? Yes. I know exactly Especially because like I was looking for a job and stuff so like I couldn't like I was really excited to like start smoking weed again when I got out but like I couldn't do that for the first bit because I was looking for a job and I wasn't sure if I was gonna have to do like a drug test right um so yeah it really just kind of felt like and the shit that sticks with you too long. like having your hands in your pockets or wearing a hat indoors you're just like someone's gonna I yell at me I still can't drink and walk like I still fumble <laughs> when I do that you know, every time I would, so when I would do that, or I would be on my cell phone and I'd be walking and talking, because I'm a walker and talker, it was never a military person who would yell at me. It was always a fucking spouse of a military person. Mm-hmm. And they'd always like throw their husband's rank at me. And it's just like, lady, I'm on the phone with Geico. Can you leave me the fuck alone? Dude, I, I fucking pace when I when I talk on the phone. So like that that rule did not work out for me. Yeah, I was a pacer too. I still am since one of those things so for somebody who likes the entertaining aspect and somebody who deals with the public have you ever considered doing stand-up comedy um uh, yes and no like it seems like fun but i would never do it definitely i know i know what you mean yeah. on that so when it in that area yeah like i like the idea of it <laughs> i just I, I know i would never do it there's a lot of acts that come through your town area. Do you go to a lot of stand-up? Do you do you engage I in that kind of stuff? I need to. I really need to. There are a lot of like comedy clubs around. And now that COVID's kind of on the ass end, well, it's not gone. Just people are over it. Exactly, <laughs> like, dude. These yeah. things are opening Legit. back up. Yeah. yeah, people only have like. See, it's funny. It's like. Okay, so if shit ever hits the fan, the first thing we're going to do is get all the toilet paper gone, and then everybody's going to be over it in about two years. What was it? What was, like, the outbreak that came right after COVID? It was, like... Oh, uh, what the fuck was it called? Some shit. some shit like that. I don't remember the name of it. We've gone through so many weird things, like avian flu, swine flu. Co- like, it's hard to keep track. Right. 
at that point i was just like i don't have another pandemic in me bro <laughs> like i really don't i don't <laughs> i can't i can't i don't have another economic crisis in me guys i'm sorry i can't do this we're gonna get we're gonna get those dude don't don't worry about that uh so i'm i'm yeah i'm not stoked but yeah you know it's one of those things as a californian we're break. we're overpaying anyway so fuck it <laughs> Oh yeah. The thing about working really hard to be really poor is just so appealing to me. That's why I stay in this state. Well, I, I love, I love so much when I tell people that I live in California. They're like, oh, it's so expensive. Yeah, but look at what you're paying for. Like, a, you get paid more in California. Like, just statistically speaking, like you get paid more for jobs in California than you do in other parts of the country. Whether or not you see that as a good thing, it is what it is. I had the beholder and. Look at what you're getting, too. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, if you like the politics, then that's good. You know, if you don't, I understand. But, like, I just hate... That's that's always people's, like, first reaction or reason to not want to be here is, it's expensive. Right. Like, people, people are yeah. stupid. Like, don't get me wrong. When I talk to my friends who live in Missouri and they tell me that their registration was only 30 bucks and it's good for two years, yeah, there's some jealousy there after, you know, so, yeah. chopping $500 on my Bronco after California denied my custom plate. Oh, that's whack. So I, I, I got a black Bronco. I traded in my Tacoma. I got really lucky. I traded it in when shit was like, you know, the best. And I got like a brand new Bronco for like almost like a trade. And so it's like, oh, I have this yeah. like brand new car. And it's a black Bronco, and I thought it'd be really funny to get a custom California plate, you know, like the old school ones, the black and yellows, that says, not mm-hmm. OJ. Apparently, the state of California did not think that was funny, so they wouldn't allow oh, me to that. That's whack. <laughs> Probably for I the best. Funny. I'm sure somebody would have fucked with it if I would have got that. <laughs> Probably. Well, yeah, I definitely do get jealous when, like, people, like, I see a house in, like, Tennessee that's massive for, like, three hundred thousand dollars i mean how could but you not then, right but then i hop in my car and take like a 10 minute drive to the beach right in like, january and i'm not jealous anymore see you're in a very unique place because not only do you have the beach but you also are very close to the desert like if you want to go to joshua tree if you want to oh, yeah. go to the mountains, if you want to go to Mexico, if you want to go see a donkey show, the majestic beauty of a horse, you can do all that stuff so easily. Oh, yeah. So, oh, people, yeah. how many people from TwitchCon did you take to a donkey show? That's information that I cannot disclose. That, that is classified information, understood. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not confirming or denying it didn't happen. Yeah, I'm not denying anything. I'm just saying that I can't disclose that information. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> I... I, I would respect you less if you gave up names right now. <laughs> right, right. That was a test. That was a test to see if I fly out to San Diego to go to a donkey show with my boy Peepaw. He's not going to fucking rat me out. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't show and tell. You know what I'm saying? I mean, absolutely. So when it comes to the streaming world and all this stuff that comes with it, what is your favorite aspect of streaming? And what is your least favorite aspect of streaming like if you could eliminate something from that equation what would it be oh man that's i'm gonna have to think about that one my favorite part is the community aspect definitely i think like and this could just be my uh weird nerd perspective like internet person perspective but it seems like the community on the internet is a lot tighter than like the actual outside world community a lot of the time because there's a lot of like common interest at least 
Right. And you interact with them probably more. Like so many people on the internet, you probably talk about or talk to every time you're on, or as opposed to like friends in your real life, you know, people have kids, people have wives, people have jobs that are like, you know, dominating their life. And it's, uh, you know, maybe you see them once a month or once a week. It's definitely, uh, yeah. A thing of just coming in contact with them and i also i also love that like i think a lot of the relationships that people will make on the internet can often be a lot more genuine than like in the real world because on the internet you're not necessarily forced to be around people like certain people you know like a lot of the time i've i've found that like friends that i've had over the years have really just been my friends because we were in the same place a lot friends of convenience friends of convenience yeah friends of like location yeah <laughs> like your best friend in the marine corps is like yeah we were fucking roommates in the barracks like if given the opportunity i probably never would have hung out with this fucking guy but i was forced exactly. to i was his exactly. keeper and he was mine Ex- exactly but like on the internet you can just ignore somebody completely if you want to like you don't have to like you, you don't have to go out of your way to avoid people. I mean, you, you could block fucking... people. You can mute people. Exactly. If somebody has a take that you think is absolute shit, you can just be like, I don't want to. I don't want to fucking follow this guy. Done. This person's exactly. pretty much dead to you. You don't have to see anything from them ever again. And then on the flip side, in order to actually make like a friend on the internet, you do have to kind of go out of your way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have so to like, contact patient. them. And there's so many like weird shit on the internet too, like scammers, people who do weird shit. People try to sell you shit, like, hey, would you like an emo an artist or you know shit like that. Oh so it's God. like you have to get past that veil. And if that person that you're trying to talk to is like, you know, very big or very popular, like they don't know who's coming at them from the perspective of, hey, is this person want to be my friend or is this person trying to take advantage of me? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Which is just, it's sad that that's a thing, but you know, unfortunately, it's a thing. Oh. It- definitely is a thing i was surprised at like how early on in streaming that starts oh, like i didn't expect for people to like try and do that to me until i unless i was like bigger you know what i mean but people the clout it could be all mine <laughs> yeah. like not even just that but like the fucking all the graphic artists harassing people all the time <laughs> like leave me alone i'm small or people coming at you because of your tags. Like, if you tag veteran, you'll get people in there, like, you know, with, like, veterans kill themselves 86, or, like, you know, some fucked up name like that. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. That's fun stuff. It's like, why do people make this a thing? It's people choose to do some weird stuff with their time. Right. I mean, shit. Some people choose to do that. Some people choose to sit on a mason jar and record it and put it on the internet, especially when that encounter went poorly. <laughs> like, people choose to engage in some pretty interesting behaviors and post yeah, them. I online. choose to watch it. <laughs> exactly. So, one of my very last questions for you today, people. Have you encountered everybody in the Marine Corps that, or anyone in real life that engaged in some crazy shit that you didn't find out until after the fact like somebody who like you know went to jail for something gnarly or somebody who like you know turned out to be like a crazy like criminal like did you encounter anything like that in the marine corps or outside um yes and it was a lot of it was very drug related but only because i like got into that environment myself while i was in the marine corps that i, I really found out like how many people actually do it in the military are doing it and dealing it and like are just caught up in that like that lifestyle it's surprising it's definitely surprising yeah so like i i know dudes who like (laughs) fucking like 
doing meth, like mainlining meth, like every day, like in the barracks, <laughs> doing some wild, wacky shit. Those silly recon marines. Yeah, pretty wild, crazy, stupid things. Um, I never mind. I'm not gonna incriminate myself. Oh no, worries, man. We know you don't need to do that. <laughs> I'm just curious because, like, it feels like everyone I talk to has come across somebody that ended up doing something, like, really gnarly. Like, I came across mine in boot camp. One of the kids I went to boot camp with got arrested for murder. Holy in, shit. In boot camp. Nothing that crazy, no. Nothing that wild, thankfully. But so that, holy shit. That situation, he, uh, he joined, and you know when you join, you put your fingerprints into the system? Well, apparently, yeah. he murdered somebody left the murder weapon there and they found the fingerprints on the murder weapon and they were able to backtrack that to you know the, the system of like you know people who put their fingerprints into the military and they found out it was him and they arrested him in boot camp holy fuck that's insane and the crazy thing is he was like a regular dude like these people people who commit these types of crimes they're not always like you know psychopaths like laughing yeah, they're not like the Joker. Like they play them out to be in the movies. They're just regular dudes. Like this guy was a uh, funny guy. He's actually the funniest guy in the division. He was actually a super cool dude. And then um, one day he was gone, and we were asking our RDCs like, "Hey, where the fuck is him?" And they were like, "Oh, he uh, popped on the drug test." And like, we're like a month into this shit. There's no way he popped on the drug test. And then it wasn't until after boot camp we like saw his like face on like a paper in Texas because he like I went to San Antonio for my shit, and he was a Texas boy. And apparently he like murdered his girlfriend who was pregnant and like ditched the knife. Holy shit. And the crazy thing is in boot camp he would say, Oh, I got a girlfriend with a kid. He would say that shit in boot camp. So oh it's just God. like Yeah, so <laughs> That's dark. Holy some fuck. Gnarly shit. Some of the people you encounter throughout life can portray themselves in one way and be something completely. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Which is like, and you know, the same goes for the internet and in a way that's even worse on the internet because you don't get to see this person. You don't know their mannerisms. Oh, you don't yeah. know, like in a way they're catfishing you. It's not like they're showing up to a date and they're like, you know, they look like they ate the person that was in the picture. It's nothing like that. It's something that could be way darker. That is like the scariest part about the internet, dude. You don't know who the fuck you're dealing with ever. So when it comes to that, Peepaw, are you, have you ever thought of having like a con or meeting up with your viewers? And if you do, does that ever like scare you? Like that potential that you could have some like crazed fan who wants to like eat you and kill you? So, uh, on tw during TwitchCon, uh, me and the group of people that I like made my TwitchCon plans with, uh, we didn't actually get tickets for the con like at all. Well, it kind of fucked the con. It's all about hanging out with the people. Exactly. So that's kind of what we did. We did, we got an Airbnb and like I didn't really stay there just because like I. I mean, you live in the city. You don't they, need it. I just did it like one time, one night. I mean, maybe if you got too fucked up and you didn't want to drive or Uber, I could understand like staying. It wasn't there. even that. It, it was just like hella late and I didn't feel like driving home. It's, that's even better. Um, driving tired is worse than driving drunk. Fuck yeah, fuck that. Um, Who needs that? And we kind of just like had everybody come over to the Airbnb and hang out, and that was nice. And it was just kind of like an open invitation type thing. So I think we're gonna do something very similar um, this year, as long as everybody's free and like. Well, that's that's see that's cool because you're like building these friendships, you're networking, you're making these contacts, and it's cool that you met these people in a real life scenario, and they turned out to be as genuine as cool as they were online. Like you didn't meet anybody, like I I'm out of here, fuck this. <laughs> no, thankfully I have avoided that. Yeah, I know it's gonna happen at some point. I know it's a win, not an if. But. Like if, if you walk into that Airbnb and there's just like you know some weird 
shit going on. You're like, I'm out of here, guys. I draw the line at donkey shows. This is too far. Yeah, like someone's smoking crack in that corner. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Hey, you want to make some content? <laughs> like, no, dude, I'm good. So, head- you know, I would definitely do that. I would, like, I'm always kind of, like, I have to be very careful to, like, not dox the restaurant that I work at. Because, oh, yeah. like, I'm afraid that, like, someone's going to... Because it's only it's a one-off place. It's not like a fucking chain. You think somebody's going to come in there with, like, a joke you've made and be like, yeah, he uses this emote, <laughs> or he uses this video of minions twerking, and it's sexually explicit? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want I don't want to deal with that. It does not sound like fun at all. And there are Karens out there be like, my son went on his channel, <laughs> and Rachel screamed at him, and then he saw a fucking penis singing about books. I very much keep my like streaming internet life separate from like my outside life. Like people that I work with and I'm friends with typically don't know that I like stream and am very heavily involved in the internet. I mean, you kind of have to. You kind of have to keep those worlds separate. Like my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. She's like, I listen to you talk every day for free. Why the fuck do I want to listen to you talk to random people I don't know about shit I don't care about? It's just like fair. <laughs> it's like my parents don't listen to this shit. They'd probably be like a gas. Like you've doing drugs, Michael. You know, it's like it's probably better that you know these I've worlds stay separate. My mom, I've I've tried telling my mom all the stuff that I've like all the drugs, <laughs> and she's like, I just don't. I don't fucking want to know, dude. Like stop. Don't tell me this. Like, I don't believe you <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> oh, man. So, very getting close to the end. P-pop, for the context that you've made over, you know, TwitchCon and Twitch and things like that, is there anybody out there in the realm of streaming and content creation that you have not met yet or someone that you haven't worked with yet? Whether it be for a collaboration project, or like you know, something like a subathon or something like a charity event, is there anyone out there that you haven't met or worked with that you want to in the future? Moving on, um, I have started talking to an editor that I am very fond of their work. Nice, and I'm not gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna drop any names. Oh yeah, no I need like to. The, no, I know. I just, I, I think it's more fun that way. You know what I mean? So whenever like little like collaboration does come out it's it's a little surprise you know and you don't want to put stuff out there because uh, things fall through and you don't want to get everyone like hey where's your project with so-and-so i mean like oh so-and-so told me to go fuck myself so yeah uh that works like this person works with like some you know if you know the creators club yeah i'm familiar yeah yeah it works in that realm and in that like circle of people oh sick and i'm very yeah i'm very excited well, congratulations on that. I'm looking forward to what lays ahead for you. So we're getting close to our time constraints. So now, Peepaw, is your time to say whatever it is you want to fucking say. Whether you want to plug something that's coming up, whether you want to talk about a sponsorship, whether you want to just talk about pizza, whether you want to tell me to go fuck myself, the floor is yours, Peepaw. Say whatever it is you want to say. I wanna, all I want to say is... um. It's a fucking Saturday, so don't come in here with the biggest bummer ever <laughs> and like kill the whole vibe. All right, I'm don't I don't need any trauma dumping. I'm gonna need you to get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care that your fucking mom killed your dog and ate its skin. All right, I I don't need to hear shit. At Thanksgiving, <laughs> my God, <laughs> that's it, man. That's all I got. 
What a fucking visual. I love it. What a way to end it. All right, everybody. Well, I would like to take this time, Peepaw, <laughs> to thank you for taking time out of your day and your weekend to not only put up with me, who, one, is a massive bummer, but two, is kind of a stranger. Just come on here and just oh, shoot dude, the shit involved. freely. <laughs> So I know it's kind of a jump for some people. So anyone who takes that jump, I definitely appreciate. So thank you so much for taking that leap. It feels like we have so many more things we didn't touch upon. So might might have you back for a second episode if you're down in the future. I'll be here, dude. You you, you know where my inbox is at. Excellent. All right, everybody. Well, I had to I had to take a piss and I have to reset because I got all the squabble. <laughs> oh God, that's that's where that tampon sh- asshole question came from. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking, I was wondering if it was going to work for me, but I've just decided to to squeeze it. (laughs) This poor man's plugged up. Anyways, everybody, I'm the 8-Bit Nobody. Go outside and touch and or smoke some grass and remove that plug. Take a good shit, and we'll catch you next time here on The Calm.